Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 today on ring of truth with pastor dan sexton from this point they begin to watch his life very closely because they they're watching for him to slip to say something or do something that's out of character with god they're even going to set him up a couple times and try to set a trap for him So they can say, aha, see, he's not God. But he comes through all of their traps and obstacles they set for him. And his character agrees with the Father. Jesus was perfectly in sync with God. The Pharisees and religious leaders of his day were looking for anything in his life that would contradict what they understood about God. The only laws Jesus broke were the ones that they had created out of their own misunderstanding of God's law. Jesus was perfect. In today's message, Pastor Dan will lead us in a close examination of the ways that Jesus demonstrated his identity as God's Son while he walked in this fallen world. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 10 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. was making himself equal with God by his statement. And so they sought to kill him all the more, not only for breaking their Sabbath rules, but for blasphemy. Now turn with me over to John chapter 10. And we see in John chapter 10, a similar incident with Jesus. Another occasion when Jesus referred to God as my father And he does it several times in this passage. Uh, The passage begins at verse 22 in John chapter 10. And he refers to God as my father several times. Uh, But if you look down in verse 30, Jesus said, I and my father are one. Then the Jews, the religious leaders, took up stones again to stone him. And Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. Because you, being a man, make yourself God. They understood that what Jesus was saying is that he is God. That he's God incarnate. Now there are some Uh, today who say that Jesus never, ever claimed to be God. But what we see in the scriptures, right here with just these two examples in the Gospel of John, 
is that those who heard Jesus, those who were there 2,000 years ago, they believed that Jesus was claiming to be God, so much so they sought to kill him. They took up stones to try to kill him for claiming to be God. The Bible teaches that Jesus is God incarnate. Not just a man. He's not a prophet, just a prophet. He's God incarnate. He's Emmanuel. He came down to this earth to save us. So, back in John chapter 5 now, in verse 19, Jesus responds to the accusation. He doesn't deny the accusation. He embraces it. And he's going to make several points here in our passage and he's going, to, uh, he's going to take this opportunity to defend himself and defend his deity. Look at verse 19. Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly. Now, if you have the old King James, it says, verily, verily. Most assuredly means pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. Because it's important. And don't miss it. So are you paying attention? Are, are you, is the person sitting next to you paying attention? Right? Make sure they're awake. If not, give them a little nudge. Say, pay attention. You need to hear this. Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. How do they know, how can they know that Jesus is God? Jesus says, first of all, his first point, he does what the Father does. He does what the Father does. He does the same as the Father. Jesus' life and words and works were in perfect agreement with the Father. His character agreed with the Father's character. There was nothing that Jesus ever said, nothing that Jesus ever did that disagreed with the Father. Now, these religious leaders who wanted to kill Jesus, from this point they began to watch his life very closely because they're watching for him to slip, to say something or do something that's out of character with God. They're even going to set him up a couple times and try to set a trap for him so they can say, aha, see, he's not God. But he comes through all of their traps and obstacles they set for him and his character agrees with the Father. His life agreed with the Father in every way. There was nothing that you could point at in Jesus' life and say, well, what about that? Or what about when you said this? Or what about when you did that? There's nothing. Nothing in his life. He was perfect, just as God is perfect. He was without sin. He was spotless, we're told. He was without flaw. Now, you can't say that about anyone else. You can't say that about anyone else. Even the most moral, righteous person falls short at times and sins. There's no one else you could, you could point to 
So, man, there's nothing in that guy's life. Everybody has something that you could point to and say, well, what about that? Or what about when you did this? All of us do. Every one of us. But not Jesus. Not Jesus. His, his life was perfect in every way. It was without sin. And if his life was perfect, like God is perfect, he must be God. Look at verse 19 again. Jesus said, the son can do nothing of himself. Jesus relied upon the father for everything. Now, over in John chapter 15, John chapter 15, verse 4, Jesus said to his disciples, to us, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Here it says the son can do nothing of himself. In John 15, Jesus says to us, we can do nothing apart from him. And you might think, well, wait, there's a lot of things I can do apart from Jesus. Not that's going to count for eternity. Yeah, there are a lot of things you can do, but they're not going to count for eternity. So look at verse 20. Jesus goes on now and says, For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you may Marvel. The Father loves the Son. Here's another point that Jesus is making. The Father loves the Son, and because the Father loves the Son, the Father shows the Son all things that He does, and the Father will show the Son even greater works to do, even greater than healing the lame man by the pool of Bethesda, uh, works that will make people marvel. And then he goes on to tell us what kind of works he's talking about in verse 21. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. He says here the Son will have the power to raise the dead. Something only God can do. And we know when we get to John chapter 11 that Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, we're told that many people believed when they saw Lazarus raised from the dead. And again, this is something only God can do. That's the point that Jesus is making. He's doing the things that only God can do. Only God can raise the dead. And if Jesus can raise the dead, he must be God. Verse 22, For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. So here he says now that that all judgment has been committed to him. In the Old Testament, God, Jehovah, is the judge of mankind. I'll just share a a verse with you. Uh, Psalm chapter 9, verse 7. But the Lord, Yahweh, shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He, Yahweh, shall judge the world in righteousness, and he shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness. So there, in the Old Testament, we're told that Yahweh, the Lord, is the judge of mankind. Now Jesus is saying all judgment's been committed to him. 
What is he saying? He's, he's Yahweh. He's the Lord. He's God. He goes on here in verse 22, For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. And because all judgment has been committed to the Son, that all should honor the Son. Look at verse 23. Just as they honor the Father, he who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Verse 23 is a very remarkable statement that Jesus makes here. He says in verse 23 that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Now, how many people are included in all? When he says all should honor the Son. All means all. Everyone. Everyone should honor the Son, Jesus Christ, just as they honor the Father. And he goes on in verse 23 to say, If you do not honor the Son, don't miss this, if you do not honor the Son, you do not honor the Father. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Well, can I just believe in God? Isn't that enough? Do I have to believe in Jesus? Do I have to be a Christian? Or what about the person who says, well, I'm very spiritual, but I I just don't believe in Jesus. But I'm a very spiritual person. Have you ever heard that one? That's a real popular one today. I'm spiritual, but I, I I don't consider myself a Christian. I'm a spiritual person. Or what about someone who tries to come to God a different way? a different path, a different religion other than Christianity, other than Jesus. What about them? Well, listen to what Jesus said. Again, anyone who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father. That's what Jesus said. If you don't honor the Son, you don't honor the Father. Jesus said, I am the way. Not I am a way. I am the way the truth, and the life. And he said, no one comes to the Father but through me. He's the only way to God. He's the only way to the Father. Yeah, but I know this person, and they're not a Christian, but they believe in God, and they're very kind, and they're very generous. They're kind and generous because they're made in the image of God. That's why they're kind and generous. The only way to come to God is through Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus Christ said. And if you do not honor the Father, if you do not honor the Son, you're not honoring the Father. If you honor Jesus Christ, you honor the Father. Or to put it another way, you honor the Father by honoring Jesus Christ. That's the only way. You can't honor God without honoring the Son. Jesus Christ. 
So that, that's the question then. Do you honor Jesus Christ in your life? It's not enough to just say, I believe in God. Or, I believe in God. Or, I'm a spiritual person. Do you honor Jesus Christ with your life? Because you can't honor God without honoring the Son, Jesus Christ. Look at verse 24 now. Verse 24 begins with, most assuredly. He says it a second time. Pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. It's important. Listen up. Let's look at what he says. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me, look at this promise, has, what does it say? Everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. I love this verse. He says, pay attention. This is important. Don't miss this. Jesus has the power to provide eternal life. Again, that's something that in the Old Testament only God can do. Only God can forgive sins. Only God can give eternal life. So Jesus must be God if he also has that ability. In the Old Testament, Hosea 13, 14, there the Lord Jehovah, Yahweh, says, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. And Jesus says, I have the power to give eternal life to those, he says, who hear his words and obey them and believe. The person who hears the words of Jesus and believes by faith, notice it says, has everlasting life. Not will have, not might have. They already have everlasting life, and they shall not come into the judgment. There's a judgment. There's a judgment. Every person will be judged. But Jesus says here, if you put your faith in him, you will not come into judgment. The believer in Jesus Christ has already had all of their sins judged on the cross. And so for the believer in Christ, the judgment is finished. The believer doesn't have to fear death or the afterlife or the judgment to come. It says we've already passed from death to life. We already have eternal life. Isn't that good news? That's good news, isn't it? That's the best best news you can receive on Christmas. There's no, we don't have to worry about a judgment. We have eternal life. In verse 25, again, he says, most assuredly, pay attention, listen up. I say to you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. We, you know, he talks about those who hear his voice will live, and he's talking about spiritual life here. You know, all of us, right, that have received Christ, the Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sins, and God made us alive through Jesus Christ. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. Jesus says here that he has life in himself, just as the Father has life in himself. In other words, Jesus is saying that he is self-existent. He's eternal. Jesus was not created. 
His life is not derived from someone else. Our life is derived from our parents. Our parents gave us life. But Jesus, his life was derived from no one. He's self-existent. And again, he is, he is stating that he is God here. They accuse him of making himself equal with God, and he doesn't shy away from that accusation. He says, yeah, you're absolutely right, I'm God. And let me tell you some of the reasons why I am God. And one of the reasons is he's self-existent. He has life within himself. Verse 27 goes on to say, and he has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is, notice, the Son of Man. Now, up to now in the passage, Jesus has referred to himself as the Son of God. Now, in verse 27, he changes to the Son of Man. The Son of God speaks of his deity. The title Son of Man is from Daniel chapter 7. It's a messianic title. And he says here in verse 27 that judgment has been given to Jesus because Jesus is the Son of Man. He's the Messiah, is the idea. And he goes on in verse 28, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Jesus tells us in these two verses that there will be two resurrections. Those who've put their trust in Jesus Christ and his, his death on the cross will be resurrected to eternal life. Those who haven't, the non-believer, he says, will be resurrected for judgment. So everyone's going to experience a resurrection. Believers and non-believers will have everlasting life. That's not the question. The question is, which resurrection will it be? Will it be a resurrection to eternal life, or will it be a resurrection for judgment? Those who've put their faith in Christ and his death on the cross for their sins will experience the resurrection to eternal life. Those who do not will experience a resurrection for judgment, and they will experience judgment in eternity. I love this passage as we close here. I love this passage because it starts out with the religious leaders accusing Jesus of breaking their Sabbath. And Jesus responds by escalating it and and says, you know, basically, I, I have a right to heal on the Sabbath because I'm God. And they accuse him of making himself equal with God. And he doesn't back down from that. And basically he goes, you know, not only am I God, But let me tell you this, my character is the same as the Father. I have the power to raise the dead. I will judge all mankind. I have the power to provide eternal life. I'm self-existent, and I'm going to resurrect the dead. And I'm going to resurrect those who put their faith in me to life, and I'm going to resurrect those who reject me to judgment. Now they really want to kill him, (laughs) right? Now they really want to kill him. These are all things that only God can do. So Jesus must be God. He's not, he's not a man. He's not a prophet. He's God incarnate. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. And he came down to this earth to save us and rescue us. To give us eternal life and to forgive us of our sins. He asked me how I know. 
First John invites followers of Jesus into a consistently growing relationship with our Heavenly Father. The Christian walk isn't meant to stagnate, no matter how long you've been pursuing your relationship. There's always more to discover about your Almighty Creator, and more ways in which He can refine your heart. As you've done already today by joining Pastor Dan for Ring of Truth, we encourage you to continue spending time in the Word regularly. We also urge you to make conversation with God a regular part of your routine as well, praying and listening to what your Heavenly Father wants to say to you. And know that here at Ring of Truth, we're also praying for you. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd like to invite you to visit us here at Calvary Chapel. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, come worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com. Or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. That's 410-491-4592. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on Ring of Truth. Reach true.